Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Rack Podcast, the Welsh Regional Rugby Appreciation Pod, where we try to cover all the important issues on and off the field in Welsh Regional and National Rugby. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, all of that information is at the end, so you'll just have to bear with us and get to that bit. In the meantime, enjoy this week's show. Hello and welcome to this evening's podcast uh, once again. Still all four of us here. Joining me, Lee G, I got Reese, Jamie and Carwin. Good evening, gents. Good evening. How's it going? Good evening. So just just so everyone knows, we might be a little bit down and knackered because we've already just done the the bonus podcast with Simon Mudrak. So we've been we've been slogging away. This is hard toil, this is boys. This is hard toil talking about rugby for this long in, in one go. But yeah, how are we all? You all jolly good? Oh, not too bad. I'm in Cyprus. Yeah. I was going to say so you're good. in Cyprus. Yeah. <laughs> all excited for the week ahead. Yeah, Local beer. Well, let's start on that one. And you can start us off on drink of the week then, Reese. So what have, uh, what have you nicked from the bar this evening, my friend? No. Well, we went out today to a restaurant in uh, Lamassal, Chris uh, Town, by the way. Uh, and I've got a, a keel, a local beer, which is quite nice. Uh, comes in a nice big bottle. And, yeah, I get it. It's, yeah, I guess. it's, it's a good choice. <laughs> cool. Okay. So, James, what uh, what have you got, mate? Well, I haven't got any funky, tiny rebel beers. No. Okay. Oh, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna park that to the side for, for the next two weeks <laughs> for the Six Nations. So uh, well, look, it's Island Week, isn't it? So we got an Irish drink. I know it's not Guinness either. So I've got Caffey's. Oh, oh, I've got Caffey's. Yeah, I've made that for a long time. It's, um, yeah. Do you know? I I can't remember the last time I had it, but um, it's really nice, isn't it? I've forgotten how nice it is. Yeah, it used yeah. to be everywhere, didn't it? Caffey's. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and when, yeah, when, when I started is. drinking and going into pubs, like, isn't it? Um, I, um, I used to get in pubs, well, I'll do it now, like, isn't it? It's a bit younger than I should have been. But um, I was called the Caffrey's Kid by some of the bar staff. <laughs> 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 yeah, many a good night on Caffrey's. Yeah. yeah. Lovely stuff. Yeah. Carwin, what have you got? I've seen you've got a, something in a glass, so you're trying to be posh again. I have. I am. I've got a, a red wine tonight by the name of the Dark Horse, as it's uh, na- international week and we're playing Ireland. We are the Dark Horses, so that is going down rather nicely. And we'll talk about that later. 
He's already at the bottom of the glass. Well, he's still in the glass. Talk about that later. I'm going to get you They can't see it now, can they, Dennis? Yeah. It was the way you tilted your glass. Talk so about that later. He's <laughs> <laughs> smooth. Uh, I'm so ready for the I've, week, boys. Ready for the week. I, I've gone for a classic. I'm. Uh, I've, I've saved the this. Choice. Yeah. I've got a brains SA gold. Skull attack. Yeah. So I used to when I, in in my dim and distant past when I was living in Cardiff, it, it does just seem to be what you naturally gravitate towards in Cardiff. So but we haven't got it on pump anywhere around here. So yeah, no. bottles it is, bottles it is. So right, that's the admin out the way. Where do we want to start with the rugby from last weekend? Well, let's start in Leinster, where we were all predicting a massive Blues win, shall we? <laughs> no, you was. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You were well, a mile out. Yeah. <laughs> From start to finish, like, do, do you want me to start there? Or I'm quite happy to let you guys take... take uh... Reese looks like he's like, I'm quite happy to sit back and say fuck all for the next 10 minutes <laughs> and then not talk about Cardiff at all. <laughs> I think we should make you talk about Cardiff, mate. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's why we're... I've also got um, gin and tonic next to me as well from earlier, so so, so it's, uh, I'm well I'm, I'm well prepared to talk about it now. Um, yeah, oh, I, well, we personally didn't we like had a had a chat. We looked at the Leinster squad like just before uh, and said like could could it be? And I'm a blind optimist before every Wales match and every Cardiff match sort of thing. I, I don't think you can be a Cardiff fan without being a little bit of a blind optimist and. Um, and it wasn't. It, it was the manner of the loss uh, that, that really bothered me. It was the fact that um, we were outplayed um, from start to finish. They sort of rolled over us. We didn't have an answer to anything. And maybe you know, you know, some of the voices from the the South Terrace that I speak to uh, saying, you know, how can you um, keep up any sort of intensity with you know the, the contractual stuff going on at the WIU? But the other. The other regions seem to be doing it, and I just thought there was there was very little sort of oh, uh, get together and grunts as I talk about in other pods, you know, from, uh, and you know, just just shoot. Like I felt like pride in the shirts. Like I mean, I know that's going to come back to haunt me that statement, um, but I think it was like sixty six minutes before we started any sort of decent fight back, uh, where it looked like. Uh, we could do them some damage and we were causing them some problems in the pack. And um, I thought it was our front row got shown up. As soon as I saw it on the team sheets, I thought against against Leinster, you cannot field a player, especially when you had um, players uh, like Corey Domachowski and um, uh, Christian Dacey on the bench. I thought you've got to start with that just, just for... Um, just for a scrum that's going to uh, at least have a go at holding its own against the the, the beasts of Leinster. Um, I thought the back five looked good. Uh, um, I thought the back row um, looked really good, you know, before uh, before the match, and they played patches well. Um, we started off with a very aggressive defence, which lasted all of like I think ten minutes before the first try was scored, uh, and it just went from bad to worse from there. Uh, Players usually uh, that have shown some fine form this season were dropping the ball. There seemed to be uh, just um, 
there seemed to be no plan and some of the players looked they couldn't be bothered and some silly mistakes by players you wouldn't expect it from, like drop balls from Jared Evans. Um, when Matthew Morgan came on, he had an absolute stink at, uh, and, and I don't think anybody would argue with me about that. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was just upsetting. And it, it was, I was glad for the fight back, so at least we got something because I really thought they were going to nail us. Um, but but there you go. It's going away to Leinster, and it's always going to be a tricky, tough ask for any side uh, to do it. But um, I still expected a little bit more fight. Does it feel better to get that off your chest now, mate? When I was a child, <laughs> you know what? There, there were two. There were two sizes of this bottle of Keo, like, and I went for the larger t- size. It's funny though, isn't it? With um, the predictions last week, and I mm. said Leinster by twenty. Oh, you're kind of went, ooh, and then yeah. I thought afterwards, well, it's probably a bit harsh. But then when I saw the teams announced on Friday. And I saw Leinster's team, and they had a very youthful-looking background, didn't they? They had good forwards. And then I saw Cardiff's team, and I thought, actually, that's a stronger Cardiff team than I thought. And then mm. I was thinking, I, I definitely, um, I've gone way overboard in my prediction, 20 points. Turns out there wasn't far off. It was actually 24 points they won by. So it was yeah. only four points off. But um, I I, um, I wasn't expecting that. I, I got to be honest. I, I always expected Leinster to win, but I did expect a little bit more from Cardiff, even though they are... And it'll go into the RDS, it's the toughest place to go in the league. Yeah. But I just thought with the personnel they had, they had a decent team. You know, he still had Tamani, didn't know, you know, he still had Turbo, you had Rati, you had both, um, you had, you know, Rayleigh, you, you, you had a team who could have done, and probably all your team was bad, don't worry, the Dragons got to go there in two weeks, and I'm dreading it. I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> I don't well, even want to think you. about it. They had Leinster had a few new players. They had quite a few academy players playing. You know, it just shows the full strength of them. And like I said, I thought I said Cardiff to lose by thirty, but uh, I can't remember now. Um, but but like I said, when when I saw the Cardiff team, like like you said, Jane, I thought yeah. actually, do you know what, they, they could be within a chance here. Yeah, but I just, just remind just you on the WhatsApp from... group, you said Cardiff by four. That was your prediction that, on the car, on the WhatsApp group. Yeah, that was after I saw the squad announcement, but pre squad yeah. announcement, I'm sure I said thirty. <laughs> yeah, so, Lee, I hope you've amend, I hope you've amended that. <laughs> I think that's the real reason I've come to Cyprus. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, sure, for me though, it felt a little bit like you know the last game of last season where Cardiff were away in um, Italy, Benetton, or and you got absolutely tanked, and it mm. just it, it felt like everybody just given up. And and you can almost for, not forgive that, but you can understand it. Last game of the season, nothing to play for, blah 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 blah. But this was, if you can't get yourself up to play Leinster, mm. uh, a, a point of the season that all right, they've chosen a Wales squad, but there's going to be injuries. There's going to be injuries in that Wales squad, and they're going to be looking at who's on form. And mm. if you cannot get yourself up to play against Leinster at this time of year. When you've got, you know, opportunities to show what you can do. I mean, you know, we 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 spoke about it at the start of the season about how Cardiff will have a few good ones and then you know spin it all round and 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 just fuck it all up and and what have you. And then they'll have another 
decent couple of games and everyone will go, oh, yeah, see, they, they're a half-decent team. I just could not understand. You could see it, in in particularly at scrum time, it was it was like it was scrum practice. It was like it was Leinster scrum practice, and it was like Cardiff were told, right, just kind of hold it there and let's see what they can do. Do you know what I mean? It never felt like yeah, they were really yeah. competing. I, I feel we've had a few of them, just a few good ones, but uh, I'll, I'll go over now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, can I, can I, I, mean, yeah. I mean, this time last year, what made me laugh. Same time. Say again. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I was interrupting. Go on. Was... Uh, this time last year, we beat Leinster at home on the last kick of the game, like, isn't it? That, you know, uh, and it was um, a couple of games after that, we, we carried on well. And it was towards the end of the season then where we'd start off games well, because we do play, you know, some good rugby. And then and then just sort of capitulate. Um, so it's just that consistency for the whole season, isn't it? You know, so some of those players were the players that have uh, pulled off some, and I'm not going to mention it, you're all right, boys, um, some great victories this year, like, isn't it? Uh, we have got our own injury worries. You know, we've got a couple of players. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Uh, uh, we got, you know, um, like, you know, we've got uh, Harris on the wing. Like, he's been playing quite well, but he is, like, third choice. Um, you know, I'm not using this as an excuse and stuff like that, but we have got our like, issues around injury. But um, it, it's just putting a game plan and executing a game plan and executing it with a bit of heart on your sleeve as well, like, isn't it? It's, uh, I think it was a massive issue uh, over the weekend. And I hope, but, um... I, I don't know where to go from here, like, isn't it? But, but I, I'm hoping, and Cardiff could be that side, isn't it? And it has been before, where, where next, next time we play... We put on a show, like so. Uh, well, well, don't worry, mate, because you're playing the Sharks soon, which which made me laugh today because <laughs> obviously you, you took a tonk in on the weekend, and the first advert I've seen regarding Cardiff rugby is all the players on the advert smiling. Cardiff versus Sharks yeah. <laughs> on the first of April, <laughs> <laughs> and it just sort of cracked me up, like. But um, yeah. But yeah, one of That'll be a different you... game. <laughs> Might not <laughs> mention them so often. <laughs> <laughs> the thing for me is, is Jared Evans is obviously in the middle of contract negotiations at the minute, and is uh, he's wobbly. Well, yeah, his his agent has had a quick word with Wales Online and said, look, he's had a couple of offers from here, there, and everywhere, and then you get this big thing all, all Friday and Saturday about how amazing he is, and. For most of that game, he had a shocker. You know, just dropping, like you say, just dropping little simple yeah. passes yeah. that you just look at and you go, like with him on the pitch, you, you're always kind of expecting something. You're expecting the unexpected. You're expecting mm-hmm. him to find a gap to go through, to put a little dink over. And even with him, there was nothing. And like you say, Matthew Morgan, I just... Oh. I, I, I think that's... You know, genuinely, that's the the last you might see of, of Matthew Morgan in a Cardiff shit. Genuinely, oh, yeah, I, just... I wouldn't be surprised. It was all yeah. the basics, wasn't it? Like that, it, like catching the ball, the high ball, and just taking the ball to the line, and he can do either thing. Mm. <laughs> but he's another one of those players that's really creative. Seems to find gaps. Seems to go through places that are just not there, and he just couldn't tie his own shoelaces on. And- that's oh, that's, that's how Jared has changed as a player usually. But you know, you know that that that's, that was a bad game. But but um, 
the things he's tightened up in his game has been that, isn't it? That's why he's like, you know, jumps with, uh, like the likes of Matthew Morgan, isn't it? Because his kick and his improvements and kick from hand mm-hmm. to the posts. We've seen this on Harper and Rugby, haven't we? Like, uh, he's, uh, he's, and he's a better sort of, uh, he's become a better manager of a game over time, I, I, you know, I, I think. And that's why we pulled off some of the victories we've had this season. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but that none of that was on show over the weekend. When you, if you remember, when there was a time when people were calling for Matthew Morgan to be Wales's 10, like people like Shane yeah. Williams. And I look yeah. back yeah. now, I think, fucking hell, that was mental, isn't it? <laughs> Knowing what we know now, fucking hell. Like, can you imagine? But he, he, he was playing fantastic then. Yeah. He was fantastic back then. And he'd probably be a better 10 than he would be a fullback. I'd rather have him at, at 10 where he's, his size isn't that much of an issue. Whereas at fullback, when somebody sticks a ball up in the air, you're always kind of, you know, he's very much like Jordan Williams. So we got the same. Uh, you know, yeah. Jordan Williams is our Matthew Morgan. He's small, yeah, he's quick, he's got good feet, but defense is awful. Can be a liability. Um, it's the same sort of player, isn't it? You know, yeah. but a genius when yeah. they're going for when yeah. when when it's going right for them, it's yeah. an absolute pleasure to watch, isn't it? Apart from mm-hmm. Jordan Williams is here, which questionable at best. No. But and yeah. Lewis Jones, That's the old dying area. I don't know what's going on down here at the moment. Lewis Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Another great. Um well, that's, that's a great legend. segue to move away from Cardiff to the Dragons now. Like, yeah, let's on. let's move on to the Dragons. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> for that. We appreciate the link. Except <laughs> <laughs> the hot potato, you know man. Go on then, James. So what did what did you make of? <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. Go <laughs> oh. on, we'll make it a short one, mate. Go on. What did you what did you think of the Dragons game on the weekend? Well, look, all the talk before the game coming out of the Dragons camp was we need to stop giving the opposition easy ends, we need to stop giving the opposition, you know, a head start, 20 points, etc. So what did the Dragons do? They gave him a 14-point start in six minutes. Um, I mean, you know, lessons are not being learned, are they? And Dye Flanagan summed it up perfectly well after the game when he said we're our own worst enemies. Um, I think the first thing to say is from Glasgow, they had six internationals coming in from Scotland camp. So straight away, they had an advantage right before kickoff. You know, they had the likes of Fraser Brown and, and all them lot who actually had man of match who's pretty good in fairness to him. You know, he's thinking about this, thinking like, you know, would it have hurt Wales to give us Alan Wainwright? I mean, he's, he's down the peck in order, isn't he? What would it have really hurt? I mean, I know Wales, all the regions are in the same position, but I did wonder, like, would it have really mattered if we'd had Wayne right and same with Leon Brown you know he's only had 35 minutes he's training the Wales camp could we have had him just on the bench coming off for a cameo get some more minutes under his belt you know we're led to believe he's going to be on the bench against Ireland but um, yeah so straight away Glasgow had the advantage and the fact that matter is they were too powerful for us we really are struggling against uh, these big powerful teams and um, yeah we were second best in every department pretty much um, poor up front you know we just look soft at the moment we just look so lightweight you know we're not winning collisions we're not getting over the game line and our, our, our attack was terrible we just seem to be going from side to side coast to coast no one's really making the hard yards up forward um, we did well to keep in the game I mean we were never going to win it and you know we were well beaten in fairness but we did well to get a bonus point out of it actually you know all things considered but, um, yeah, it wasn't a, a good afternoon. It was pretty one-sided. It was very comfortable for Glasgow. 
Um, there was four and a half thousand down there at Ronnie Parade, but I got to say, I thought the atmosphere was really flat. It's a shame, really, because it was a Saturday 3 pm kickoff, which is one of my favorite kickoff times. I think it's a great time to kick off, but um, I just thought it was all very flat, you know, and it's not surprising, really, is it? Because what did the, the crowd have to cheer, you know? It was all so one sided, we didn't have much to cheer. But um, yeah, it's, um, I, I, you know, used to say, I don't know where we go from here. I honestly don't know where the Dragons go from here because, you know, you look at their remaining fixtures. They've got to go to Dublin in a couple of weeks. I mean, that, that don't be a thing about. That could be easy 50, 60 pointer. We've got Connor at home, Connor a good side. We've got to go to the Ospreys. We've got to go to Glasgow in Europe. Then we've got to go away to Belfast, Ulster. And then we've got Scarlets. I'm going to call it now. I, I don't see us winning any of those games. You know, and that's not me being negative, but I just, I can't see where the next win is coming from, you know? And we're 15th in the table. And for all the improvements that we've talked about with the Dragons, you know, and the Dye Flanagan, the fact of the matter is we're still the second worst team in the URC as we were last season under Dean Ryan, you know? So the stats don't lie. Um, yeah, just very, very disappointed. And, you know, the Dragons have got wise up, they got muscle up before they go to Dublin. You know, Dave Flanagan has talked about upping the intensity and training and stressing players. And then reading this, thinking, well, you should be doing that anyway. You know, I don't understand why he's making a deal of it. You should, you should be doing that now. But, um, yeah, just very, very disappointing. Um, yeah, that's what i got to say, by the way. I don't know what else to say. It's, we were well beaten and we were second best in every department. I mean, what else is there to, to take from that game, you know? You so watch to pull off the win of the season next week in the big Leinster. I was going to say, Jamie's career as a motivational speaker is, uh, has gone downhill because <laughs> you sound really fucked off at the minute, mate, with all of that. No, I just said, I'm just being honest. I've I got to say what I see. And if, if we're playing well, I'll say so. But if we're not, then I can't. I can't be positive. I know there are some Dragons fans who are always positive and they're always, you know, optimistic. But I've, I've always been honestly, you know, although I can't say too much, man, because... Uh, I got Simon Cross, who's the Dragons defence coach, who's just followed me on Twitter. And I was going to say about how shit our defence was. Can you imagine me putting out the feet saying, who the fuck is leading our defence? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah he's, he's actually following me. So uh, i got to be careful now. I don't like people from the Dragons following me. But uh, yeah. Uh... Can't say what you like there, didn't it? But it very much yeah. that side. He's got rolled over in the pack, didn't he? Like I was, I was watching the highlights yeah. in the, the Dragons game, sort of thing. The rolling wall from Glasgow, like goes loads of damage yeah. to us. And it's the same old story, you know. When you don't have your best players, you've got injuries and call-ups. Our front five is just so weak. It's so powder puff. I've said this many times before. We got no go forward. We got no intensity. No grunt up front. And against good teams like Glasgow, you're just going to get found out and overpowered. You know. So, yeah, that's where we are, I'm afraid. Can we move on now talk about someone else? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Dragons. The Westwalians <laughs> smiling. Isn't it awful seeing the Westwalians smiling? Trust me, it's it's been long enough coming for us. So, um, go on, Carl. You go. You go first. You uh, you talk about how you absolutely hammered and destroyed the uh, worst team in the league by four points with what <laughs> well I tell you what you know considering we were missing 14 players to the Wales team you know I think we did alright you know it's gone, gone abroad there to Zebra to play rugby and and they, they have had some very close games with, with these losses they've had um, well, and we got off to a flyer which is great a nice rugby to watch 
but they were always going to come back into us. And with the young team that we had, um, you know, it was going to get difficult in the middle of the game. But when Stephen Myler came on, he, he steered the ship and, and got us over the line. When we got, you know, to come away with a bonus point with the young team, I think it's really character building for him. Moving forward to the season, I think the old Ospreys are, are really building a tidy squad. Um, I, I thought they did really well, you know, especially the front row. You know, we, we're missing a few boys into the Wales team. The second row, the back row, you know, we had young, young players coming on and they did us really proud. They did us really proud. I was so pleased, you know, because at one stage I was watching that game going, please don't lose, please don't lose. After the, after the, road, you know, the run we've been on, it, it could have been that banana skin, but uh, fair play, they were all over it. Didn't they have 26 players missing, I read? The Ospreys with injuries and Yeah, two injuries as well, as well. Yeah, yeah. injuries so as well. It's, um... makes it even more impressive. It's not easy to go to Seabrook. I know they bought in the team. No, it's not. Win, but that game was a banana skin for the Ospreys. It was a big banana skin. And to be fair, I thought yeah. Seabrook were actually going to turn them over at one point. But when Morgan Moore scored that try, they kind of pulled away, didn't they? <laughs> It, it was awesome. It was, it was, I was so yeah. pleased. It was, it was well, a good I, win. I, yeah. I thought certainly after the first kind of, you know, 10 minutes, Osprey's actually looked, you know, I, I've said consistently through the year about Osprey's just not being able to attack through the backs. And that's absolutely what they did. You know, they, they were running riot through the backs and it, it just Zebra didn't yeah. have a, a an answer for it. And then they just seemed to switch off. You know, and Zebra Zebra's second try, I think it was, was an absolute thing of beauty. You know, it really was a, a, yeah. a cracking try. And like we said last week, you know, Leinster have been given a shock there. Quite a few people have been given a shock. And Zebra are pretty much in the same place as the Dragons where, you know, they play pretty good rugby every now and again but not enough to to win the game sort of a thing so yeah I I was I was out walking the dog for most of the second half and I was checking it on my phone and then you could see Zebra just climbing in front and I go this is going to be good we're going to enjoy the rest of this walk and then and then obviously they didn't. The rest of the passing with backs and forwards for some of the zebra tries was top draw. Like it was really skillful stuff, like well worked. They were good, weren't they? Yeah, I yeah, thought it was absolutely. a good game to watch. I really enjoyed the game itself. You know, I, I thought Zebra yeah. played played quite well and they were unlucky, uh, you know, not, not to win. Um Do you know what turned the game a... though? Do you know who turned the game for the Ospreys? It was Stephen Myler. Because he Stephen came on Myler, after he came on. 55 minutes, Ospreys were 24-14 down, and he controlled the game. And we spoke about Jack Wall so many times on this pod. Can't be kid, but he can't control the game the same way that Myler and Owen Williams can. Yeah. And he made a huge difference, Stephen Myler. He showed all his experience, and uh, I thought he did very, exactly. very well. Well, yeah, we were 14 points up, and then all of a sudden, 24 and answer points. Yeah. You know? um, so, yes, we did well to come back from that. And frankly, it was down to Stephen Myler, I believe, um, who, who sort of G'd the boys along with. Um, but again, Zebra were also unlucky, I thought, you know. Who was your uh, open size? I, I missed his name, sorry. Uh, Harry uh, Deeves. Deeves, Harry Deeves. Yeah. 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 Good player. He was Wales yeah. under-20s last year and he had some cracking performances with Wales under-20s last year. And, another um, <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, another open side. Sam Warburton's got a lot to answer for, you know. 
because yeah, every, kids, everybody like, wants to be open. Yeah. It's um, but yeah, I I I agree with you on the the thing with Walsh is is he going to become you know like we were talking with Jordan Williams and and um, Matthew Morgan, brilliant players that just make too many mistakes. I know he's you know don't want to put any pressure on the kid because he is still a kid, but you hope that he doesn't go through what they've gone through of being a genius, but also with a couple of flaws, you know, at some point, somebody has got to get hold of him and go, right. Okay. This is what we mean by controlling the game. All well and good about doing the, the pretty stuff, but every now and again, you've got to calm yourself down and you've got to, you know, do this sort of thing. I hope somebody gets hold of him and somebody like Stephen Myler, you know, yeah, and yeah, goes, this, this is what we mean. Yeah, that's what you'd hope he'd be there to do, isn't it? But you are right, though, Lee, what you're saying about Zebra and Dragons. They are similar teams because, like, we can play really nice rugby, mm. just like Zebra. You know, when you're right, they score a couple of beautiful tries. And, you know, let's not forget the early part of the season. They run the Sharks close to me and they gave Leinster a good game. And mm. But they just lack that winning mentality, didn't they? And that's why we and Zebra are the bottom two teams in the competition. You know, we play nice stuff, but we just haven't got that grit and that winning mentality to get over the line, you know? Mm. And that's something yeah. that's hard you about to... Young... Go on, Sorry, yeah, you talk about young Jack, Jack Walsh there. You know, mm. he went for a, a big kick to touch, and it was a huge kick, in fairness, but I thought the Zebra mm. player was very skillful in keeping it in touch. You know, yeah. he, he managed to get two, three back in there. And that the the chip overhead. All right, I don't think it was it was great at all. But you know, he's going for things. You know, if they come off, no one's going to be like you know, no one's going to be giving the ball to and Wow, what a great piece of play! You know, rather than going, oh, you know, he needs to learn to control the game. So it's, it is fifty fifty, and these things will come in time. You know, he's a young lad, and uh, you know there is room for improvement. Yeah. The... Kids will make mistakes when they. It's like Brody Cogman, yeah. who was his first star for the Dragons, and he did something very very dumb. You know, he took Ali Price off the board. I think it was Ali Price. Took him off the board. He got a yellow card. I mean, he was just dull. It, yeah. But he's a kid and he's enthusiastic and he's talented, but you know that they are going to make mistakes. you just got to persevere with it, don't you? But that's, you, you've got to have somebody with him to mentor in and, and to help. To, to just say, you know, he's a kid, he'll improve. That's not right. It, does, it doesn't work unless you've got somebody with you going, you know, let's let's sit down and have a proper look at this. Yeah, you can you can do a video review, and I've seen them done myself. Where somebody look at, you know, you do four brilliant things in the game, and you go right. Let's have a look at these four really really good things. Hey, yeah, well done. Yeah, good game. Crack on. And actually, you've made six mistakes that you you're just not aware of, you know, and you're just not aware that you were just glossing over the cracks. Yeah, so. It is hard. It is hard. And Costello went through it because Costello came to us and was like, you know, this is this is the golden kid. And it's taken him probably two seasons longer than we expected to get to the bit where we go, you know, that's why he came to us. But, you know, he's had a lot of people around him to... I see what you're doing there. To I see what you're doing. Of... What now? You're moving on to the Scarlets now. No, no, I'm telling you about I, how we I, I, recruited. No. <laughs> we recruited a, a really young, talented outside half that took longer yeah. than we expected to make him into. That's that's the issue now, isn't it? With what we were talking about earlier about um, out of necessity, just bringing through loads and loads of youth and what have you, and developing youth. Is is having those old heads to receive 
um, these young players coming through. And I'd be like a Myler or a, um, a, a whoever else to, to give you that sort of guidance and that sort of mentorship. Uh, you got to get a balance. you got to yeah, have a balance. Yeah, you can't just have a team of kids because that's what yeah, Jackman yeah. did in his first year at the Dragons Look. He got rid of the likes of Landman and Pretorius. He shifted them all up to one side, Phil Price, and he just played a load of kids, which on the one hand, fine. You know, mm-hmm. they, they did do some good developing. You know, he did bring through the likes of Tate Bashan and, that, you know, Al Wainwright, et cetera. But the Dragons getting absolutely battered week in, week out. And I mean proper battered, mm-hmm. you know. So you've got to have the experience of non-Welsh qualified players and your experienced squad players, you know, your Josh Turnbulls and your Keddies and all that. You've got to get a balance, yeah. right? You yeah. can't just have a team of kids. Proper squad, player. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, do you want to so move talking of a near, near full tech? Yeah, I was going to say talking of a near full strength team this week. You talk about the Scarlet, you know, the missing You're two still players bitter, the aren't you? Fun, Carwin. Say they did well. Go on. Go on. I, I, I had to sit on a podcast, right? I had to sit on a podcast. Considering they were missing and... a couple of guys, you know, they did all right. I had to sit on a podcast, an Irish podcast, and Big up the fucking Ospreys for about twenty minutes, and really pissing himself. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I even enjoyed it as well. It was good. It was really good. I was sitting and going, "Oh, I am never going to live this one down." Well, that's two podcasts in a row, isn't it? Because you you predicted the Ospreys. Oh, shut up, now, let's... And I went and laughed on rugby and said nice things about the. If you, I felt it was. Uh... <laughs> Don't say it was personal development. It was regression <laughs> is what it was. So anyway, um Is it wanna be? Friday night at, at the park was just absolutely awesome. It was you know, nobody gave us a, a, a hope in hell because they're third in the league and they're big boys and they're vicious. And they weren't affected by the Six Nations, and they just come off a loss, and they were pissed off, and we didn't care. We just kind of went at them. We were offloading. We were probably offloading a bit too much. They weren't getting anything out of our forwards. They were being hit back in tackles. They were making silly mistakes, silly rattled mistakes. Um, what their their scrum half was doing with that penalty two minutes before half time. Uh, and it didn't it didn't get caught on camera, but he just like taps the ball to himself and stands it in his own twenty two. And you're like you know, they were they were really they were rattled, weren't they? Early yeah. on as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um yeah, it was a it was really nice. The first half was really, really nice to watch. The second half where they just kept and that that was more of the the kind of game that I was expecting with us kind of living off scraps and having to make something of scraps. But even in that second half, you know, you look back to where the Scarlets were at the start of the season and you go, you know, would we be defending on our own line? There, there was one bit where there was a penalty against us. We were on our own line and we held them out for like six or seven phases. Yeah. Now, start of the season, that just wasn't happening. We might defend one. You'd be lucky if we defended two. By the third phase, it was a walkthrough. And that was a kind of the worrying bit where, you know, their first try with their scrum half just walks through a gap. And we're like, ah, oh, shit, you know, this is this is the start of they, they're just going to steamroll from here. So to, to put things right and to come back and put in a defensive performance like that, was just 
it, it was a joy. And we're an attacking team. You know, Scarlet have always been an attacking team. We've based everything we've done on let's attack and let's defend okay, but let's really, really attack. So to put in that kind of defensive performance was just superb. Um, it was gritty, wasn't it? Really gritty effort. Because you were under yeah. the cosh in the second half, you know. Yeah, for 35 um, minutes. Big time. Yeah, yeah, we were getting back. And I've got to be fair, you know, Aaron Shingler, you know, we on on my Scarlet's pod, we were talking about, you know, who do we really have now as captain? You know, who's who steps in? You've got the, the normal suspects. Ken has gone. Um, Jonathan Davis is out injured for a couple of weeks. Scott Williams is uh, finished his season with a um, hamstring pull. You know, they're, they're our three kind of go-to players for leadership and captaincy. And we were kind of like, well, you know, do you give it to, to Dane Blackhead? Do you give it to Costello? Do you give it to one of the kids to, you know, really make something of them? And then when it was Shingler, it was a bit like, you know, okay, he's he's been around the block. He knows what he's doing. You know, never really thought of him as a captain before. He was absolutely outstanding. Absolutely, he led from the front, didn't he? Yeah, and he was offloading, and he was fiery, and he was in people's faces, and and then you have like Dan Davis, and then you know Joe Roberts didn't have his best game in attack, but he he put in three turnovers on a tackle that kind of you know one of them led to to a try to the Gareth Davis try, and one of them stopped the definite um, Bulls try, you know. So it was. It was really nice to just see so many people just stepping up and then to finish with that Johnny McNichol try and then probably another try after that, you know, that we should have scored any other day of the week. We score that try. Um, but, that would have been a lovely try, by the way. Had yeah. gone, the pass gone to hand. It would have yeah, been really nice. just kind of... Um, one of those things where you're off your seat and all of that. So, yeah, it's, it's starting to feel like like days of old at the park again and it's nice um because people are smiling again and that that's the difference is it's a hard hard start to the season things weren't going right and, and faces were not happy um and people are smiling again so it's just nice yeah. to it looked be... like it was a decent crowd as well from from a tv point of view that just looked like a a good crowd then they were all singing as well you know mm. uh, it, was, it was good to hear good to see well, I haven't seen what the crowd figure was, um, but yeah, I'll be honest, I, I missed a large chunk of the the second half. I listened to it on the radio because I was having to pick my daughter up from drama. Wow. So, you know, for a week before, I missed the Friday oh, night game. Oh, a Scarlet I'll be honest, I was in the doghouse. I'm not sure what for, but I was in the doghouse or something, so I... Uh, so I did. I'll yeah, I'll go. I'll go get her. Um, and yeah, I was listening to it on the radio, and um, so I'm I'm going down a really long straight road where Johnny McNichol scored that last try, <laughs> and so if anybody was coming the other way, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'll play, I'll, I'll play this, and it was um a bit like I got to this. Car I do think the um. Oh, go on, could finish yeah, this story. Well, I got to the got to the car park and we and we were just like about to score that second one. You know, we were running yeah. with hands on the second one, 
and, and there was a guy in the car, like about two cars down, that was obviously still listening as well. And we're both, like, oh, <laughs> and I could look across, I could see him doing exactly the same thing. So, yeah, it was good fun. It was good fun. I was just about to say, um, I thought the key men for you guys were your three Tongans, Sam Lousy, Califamoni, and Fivita. I thought they were outstanding. And I thought it was going to be Sam Lousy who was going to get the man of the match, but they give it to California, which fair enough, but I, I thought Salos was absolutely fantastic. He put in a massive defensive shift. But for the sake of balance now, right, can I just say, and I'm not trying to rain on your parade, Lee, but I will try to be balanced, as you know. We've got to acknowledge it. The Bills were bloody awful in our first half, weren't they? They were absolutely awful. I mean, their passing was poor, their handling was poor. Yeah, they scored that early try, but I just I couldn't know. believe how bad they were. They were shocking. I was going to say though, I was going to say the bulls, the bulls. You know what you're going to get with the bulls, don't you? Like, isn't it? You, you know what's going to come at you with a massive pack. They got some decent backs, but but they can be rattled, innit? The dragons rattled yeah. them. You know, another size have rattled them. And once they, oh rattled, no, we didn't rattle the bulls. That was the sharks. We got absolutely stuffed by the bulls. We didn't rattle them. <laughs> no, the no, sharks, no, we did not no. bulls. Oh, Shaq, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, no, no, we were Yeah, yeah. has got a story about the Sharks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, only, it's only until the next fixture. <laughs> Did you see that one pass, right? They, they, had, they were in their 22. The guy threw it. It went behind, well, just behind their goal line. Gav Davis didn't score, just sat with his ass. He didn't yes. score with his ass. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck was that pass? What were they doing? And Honestly, like, they Terrible, terrible. It was like first half. five minutes worth of, of TMO replay with a TMA going. Oh, I know. I haven't got a clue, and the referee going, "Well, neither have I." What What do you give no. on that? You know, it was whether it was a knock on or not. But yeah, the I'll be honest with you. Whether Whether or not it was the Bulls were bad, or we had them rattled, or a combination of the two, I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> I couldn't no, it's fair enough. It probably is a combination of two. You can't give Scars credit. It was a brilliant result because you know there was a lot of place missing for the Scars with injuries and call ups as well. So it was a brilliant. I'm not trying to, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, I said, yeah. rain on your parade, no, but yeah, it's got to be nice. The expectation of the Bulls would have been that they were going to dominate the breakdown and they were going to do their usual steamrolling over uh, over players. Um, and that didn't happen, isn't it? Because of some of the, the players you mentioned there, Jamie, like, isn't it? The Islanders and uh, is it that Dan Davis, isn't it? Yeah, Dan Davis. Yeah. Oh, he's brilliant for stuff. Over, he over was the ball, he was just—he was aggressive. Brilliant. He was uh, taking the ball yeah. forwards. He was oh, fantastic. Yet again, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of stuff there about the South African teams. You're about the air miles they're doing and how tired they are. They're travelling all over Europe. And now, I'm sorry. On the one hand, yes, I do have sympathy because they are doing ridiculous air miles and travelling. I appreciate that. But on the other hand, you—you you lot signed up for this. Yep. You know, you signed up to be in this competition. You you knew full well. And the same with the Champions Cup. They signed up for it. They were you doing know, it, so Miles, going competition. to New Zealand. They were doing it, Miles, going to New Zealand. So why is this yeah. any different? And Australia, yeah. yeah. I think they are yeah. doing a lot, a fair lot of travelling, minded doing buses and trains. You know, I've read the stuff they're saying, and yeah, it is going to have an impact. But um, at the end of the day, they signed up for it. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. You, you get what you signed up for. Yeah. So I'm happy at the end of the week, and uh, it's been a word since we've well, we had all, that. Well, will we all be happy at the end of this week? That's well, that's question. what I was going to say. Let's move on to the Wales game. So before we look at, so we will put out our combined kind of um, 
team, if you like. Um, so I'm I'm just going to flick through my um, spreadsheet because I'm organised, yeah, uh, to look at who we've agreed on for our our Welsh team, right? So people so we so far, yeah, and this can change because you know some people just do. Um, right, let's have a look. So. Ken Owens, Tom Francis, Adam Beard, Jack Morgan, Falatau, Bigger, George North, Josh Adams. They're the ones we all agree on. Which, to be honest, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight players we agree on. Wow. I think that's, that's, going. that's a first for this season, boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'm going to wind so Who don't we agree on? I'm going to wind Jamie up now. So, number As one. Always. <laughs> prop number one. Who is number one shirt? <laughs> that title loose. Oh, oh my God. God. No, I no, listen. I'm not being funny, mate. You need to get a grip. You need to get a grip and you need to understand the difference between a loose head and a tight head because I'm fed up around this conversation with you. Maybe not a second row. It's <laughs> all oh. luck. Oh, every time, every time we we start talking Wikipedia about props, is the way ahead. And, and I and I'll go now. Remind me, Jamie, which <laughs> and you're oh, like, it's embarrassing. Time, every are you, time are you doing you your go, papers, Sam? Are you doing your papers? <laughs> I thought you was being dull. I don't know. I didn't. You didn't <laughs> so anyway, I the reason I asked earlier, the reason I asked because I was the only one that put Reese Carey at um at uh, three. Yeah, everybody else went for Gareth Thomas. I went for Reese Carey, so that was the only bit that we really disagreed in the front row. But I think yeah. either of those two would be would be fine. And then same in the second row, we all agreed on Adam Beard, and then you guys all went for Reese Davis, and I just went David Jenkins. I, I just think he's been. Really good for for extra of late, um, and a bit of a leader, uh, and that last way I I picked him. So who let's let, we'll go with the majority then, and we'll say Gareth Thomas, uh, um, tight end. said that number one. Yeah, number one. said yeah. Reese Davis at four. Or five, sorry, without a beard of four. So, Carwin, you put Jack Morgan at open side. We all put him at blind side. And you put okay. um, Shinza at blind side. Yeah. Which, Just um, thinks he gives a bit of a bit extra around the field as well, especially if you have Tipperick coming on in the second half. You know, I think it's just going to... I think we've got a great bench if we utilise it that way, you know. Shinzo's got a he's a great lineup option. He's powerful around the field. He's dynamic. He's athletic. Um, when he came, as well, so. yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, you know, I think I think it's I think it is quite a decent option to have there. But like you said, you know, we'll go with the majority mm. and uh, see what Sir Warren comes up with tomorrow. Well, I think the thing with Shinzo is he can play anywhere in the back five. He can be open side, he can play blind side, he can play number eight, and he can play both second row. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see him have a crack at prop, to be honest. He's that kind of player, isn't he? Um, I, I think he's got a massive future. I think his problem's going to be 
that there are so many other good players in those positions. You're like Jack Morgan can play six or seven. Tommy Rafael can probably play six or seven. He's going to have to say, right, this this is where I'm playing. This is my position sort of a thing. And that's where I'm going to be. Do you know what I mean? He's he's almost too easy to move around. It's too easy yeah. to... He'll always be the guy that can cover. So, so we'll, we'll go with Jack Morgan at six. So, seven... Open side, so we got Tiprick, Morgan, Tiprick, and uh, Raffle. So, yeah, again, which whoever we put there will do the job, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah, you could put Shinza there as well, and he'd do the job. It's hard, isn't it? You know, I, I wouldn't like to have the, the, the you know the coach's final decision because you know, just by doing it through ourselves, it, it's, it's tricky trying to find that, that right blend of combination, isn't it? Mm. And I think a lot of it comes back to what we were talking about last week with the type of game that he's going to play, you know. And yeah. I see he's picked a, for me, he's picked a kick-chase squad. And when you pick a kick-chase squad, that's why I put Tommy Raffle in there because he's that kind of aggressive um, kind of a player where Tipperick is probably more suited to a more expansive game and Jack Morgan is similar to, to Raffle. So but we've got two two for Tipperick, so we'll put are we gonna put Tipperick at seven? Yes yeah, he's good in yeah. the wide channels, isn't he? But he's 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 got a bit of pace to him as well, so he can play that sort of kick chase game. Yeah. Yeah. He's got you got the whole game. He's got the whole package. Hmm. So then we've got Fallot our eight, that's sorted. And then we've got three for Thomas Williams. And then Carwin must have been pissed because he was <laughs> uh, he chose Reese Webb. Uh, well, purely because I think he's got a better kicking game and he's and he's sharper around the scrum than uh, Thomas Williams. Like I say, Carwin was pissed. And... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I and just there's don't... no one-eyed Osprey of this going on here either. By the no, way. I, I just don't like. I don't, you know, when Webb, you watch Webb's pass. It's this whole bloody stand up, take a step, uh, and pass. And actually, when you look at his pass, his pass is inaccurate. He's a fucking scrum ass, you know. And at least when Thomas Williams is passing the ball, it's pretty accurate, you know. And that's my my. My bit with him. Yeah, he, but the thing with Thomas Williams, he has to look five or six times to see which way he has to pass the ball. You know. Um, no. Yeah, that's that's Webb's <laughs> problem. He doesn't look, and he runs. He, Webb's got the highest amount of turnovers given in the whole of the URC, mate. You know, did you it, see guys? So talking about the kicking game and stuff like that. Did you see you were squid rugby? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see the video he did on? Um, it was a white pivac. Have lost his job, sort of thing, and he yeah. went into about half hour worth, wasn't it? And he said one of the uh, stats that I gave on statistics is the kicking game, uh, which we sort of like went away from with uh, with Pivac and sort of, uh, um, and that's how we found ourselves so isolated. Yeah. And a return to that might be helpful to uh, increment the you know the, the game we can play and the players we've got. Mm. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I still think Webb's even with his kick. Isn't that accurate? But anyway, he outvoted three to one with Thomas okay. Williams. So <laughs> no arguments. <laughs> um, we all agreed on Dan Bigger. Uh, 
But it's weird because now he's in France, I haven't seen much of him play. And I've got more access to watching him play now than I ever did when he was in the Premiership. But is anybody... You know what you're going to get. Though, yeah. yeah. And is he going to get... Well, he was looking very lax today when I saw him. I thought, you know, he's ready for the big game on Saturday. You know? Mm. All very chilled out. They all were. But I think he's in the same position as Ken Owens, isn't he? It's like, you know, this is my last trot now before the World Cup. I'm going to retire after the World Cup. So just kind of enjoy what's what's here. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, that does make you quite relaxed. But it's got to be big of a turn, isn't it? it? It just has to be. I think that selection picks itself, doesn't it? As far as I'm concerned, yeah. it's got to be cut down. No brainer. Yeah. I mean, he, who were the other options? Owen Williams and Reese Patchell. Well, Patchell's not exactly number one at the Scarlets. When don't get me wrong, when he's there, he's lovely and he can hoop for. He's ball. been in good form though. He has been in he, good form if it yeah. is. But for like two or three games. And then Owen Williams has has done all right. But he's very still steady, in... just very steady head. What yeah. he'll do though he'll 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 bring you control of the game, won't he, Owen Williams? Yes. Like he's, like, that's instantly what he's done for the Ospreys. And he can play ten, twelve, he can, you know, yeah. You can have him on the bench and you know he'll be a fly-half cover, yeah. but also he can cover the centre. So that's why I think he'll be in the 23 this uh, weekend. Yeah. I may be wrong, but that'd be my guess. But like I'm, like Warren Gatlin said, he's picked him purely as a 10. Yeah, but you could cover so, centre uh, if he did. So he does yeah, offer that yeah. option, doesn't he? Yeah. But in that case, yeah. he's he's picked Louis Rees-Samit as purely as a 15. He's still in, is he still injured? Yeah, he's still injured at the minute. Yeah, it's not but available he was, yet. He was selected as a fullback, so but you wouldn't say, "Oh, well, you know, we're short on the wing, but I've selected you as a fullback." You know, so you're gonna no, no, you know what I mean. So anyway, so then wingers. So we all agreed on Josh Adams as winger. Um, so if we look at the two wingers together, we pretty much all agreed on Josh Adams and Rio Dyer, with the exception of you, Jamie. You put um, Cuthbert in there. And just because he's he's a Gatlin favourite, isn't he? Yeah, that's the only reason. Look, you know, I, I'd love to pick Rio in there. Of course, it was up to me. I would, um, but I just got a feeling that Gatlin would go for Cuthbert for his experience and his physicality. And I actually think Rio would be quite good coming off the you know off the bench when the defenses are tired, just to add a bit of zip, a bit of pace. Um, but I do think he'll go for Gatlin, uh, for Cuthbert. Mm. So. But again, you're outvoted. So we got Josh Adams yeah, and fine. we got Rio Dyer. But like you say, Rio Dyer only needs half a gap, doesn't he? And sometimes at yeah. internationals, yeah, you're only going to get that half a gap. And if he does get it, if if there was a half gap to be run through, I'd rather it was Rio Dyer than Alex Cuthbert run through. Uh, you know, I hope he does start. I really hope he does start. But I'm just trying to think of what Gatlin will go for. And I just got a feeling for Ireland, he'll go for the experience of Cuthbert. And Cuthbert is in a decent form, actually. You look at his defensive effort against Leicester, he was pretty impressive yeah. defensively. And he's not really known for his defence, is he, Cuthbert? No, so. first time in a long time, yeah. Yeah, mm. I was very impressed with him. God be fair. Mm. So, centres then. We've all agreed on George North. And I think that's probably more because of a a lack of quality there, a lack of depth at, at 13. I'm, I'm still not convinced with George North at 13, but I can't see I anybody else to put there. Like that, then, yeah. yeah. 
I think he will, but I, I really wanted to put Mason Grady outside centre and yeah. you know Kieran Williams inside centre because I think between the two of them they could make a crack in centre partnership. Mm. Well, Mason Grady is too inexperienced, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. That for, for a game of this magnitude, you couldn't put two inexperienced centres in like that. Not against Ireland first up. I mean, no, maybe against one, Italy, yeah. but I mean, even against Italy, you know. But um, no, I don't think that could that would work. To be honest, well, it would in I the future. Mason Grady best game. on the bench, isn't he? Yeah, I think like yeah. coming on because he can play. He can. He's, he's got the pace <clears> to be there, and he can cover the, the centres if need be. Like, yeah, he's a he's a big old lump, isn't he? He's a Mason unit. Grady. Yeah, six foot five. Yeah. yeah. You imagine him coming onto the pitch and you go, he's, he's going into the second row. And you're like, no, yeah. it's, it's, he's lining he's, up in the back. <laughs> <laughs> but it is yeah. going to be interesting though, to see how much game time these youngsters get, you know, people like Teddy Williams creating that, because I, I don't see him featuring much at all in his Six Nations. You know, they may no. just be, you know, holding tackle bags and Gatlin just having a look at them in camp. You know, yeah. you might just want to keep an eye on them, see how they train. You know, I, I don't see Teddy yeah. Williams or Grady getting much Teddy game time to the future when he starts the ball. Yeah. He's quality. Yeah. quality. For some of them, like Shunza went through it last year, it's just about feeling comfortable around being in camp. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and yeah. just you bring them in early. So actually when they are ready, there's like, it sounds stupid, but like the, the admin side of it isn't an issue. You know, like doing your photos, getting your kit, who you're rooming with, you know, all the stuff that can kind of throw you if you're not comfortable with it. You get that stuff kind of sorted when you're an attached player or you're a, a, a bag holder or whatever. So when in, when you are on form, so let's say Teddy Williams comes into form next season, he's he's kind of he can go back into camp and and be comfortable and ready ready to go sort of a thing. So I think that's a a lot of the, the thinking behind people like him coming into the squad. But so inside centre, again, three of us picked Nick Tompkins. And this is why Carwin was pissed. He's gone with Kieran Williams. So I tell you what, I tell you what about him I think yeah. I think I think he'll pick Kieran Williams there. Because I tell you what, that boy's like a battering ram. Mm. And he's gonna be hard to stop. He, he is a. And I think he's, he's going to give us yards. He's a Gatlin player. He's a Gatlin style player. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But then, and he's got good hands on him as well. But you compare him yeah. to Jamie Roberts, who was six foot four and eighteen stone, and and that's why Jamie Roberts was the battering ram, you know, because he was that. Jamie Roberts wasn't particularly fast, but he was fast over fifteen meters and would make you five meters every time. Kieran Williams got that low centre of gravity though, like that sort of Gibbs yes. element as opposed yeah. to Jamie Roberts. But but like if you have got people coming in off him, like like say if it is Cuthbert or Adams, they're big lads as well. Like and they're coming at a pace with George as well. Those three big lads coming off the side, left and right of him. Does it make a difference if he's six foot four or or five foot eight? I don't think it does. Well, who's he going to be think, running at? Who, who's good? Everyone. Playing... <laughs> it doesn't matter. Who's the Irish centres at the minute? So Sexton's back at 10, isn't he? Uh, Ringrose and Henderson. Yeah. Ringrose is quality. Or, or oh, Jackson player. Oh, my days. Do you see Bundy? that yeah. pass uh, in, the, in the European Cup against mm. uh, Racing? Was it Racing? Yeah, oh, he was excellent. Yeah. He was excellent. The, the, the kick chase, and then he just 
picked it off the floor and just mm. gave it to the yeah. Oh my god, that was a cracking <laughs> try. That was a cracking try. But, but anyway, enough about the Irish. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like you, you know, who's he going to be up against? And sometimes you, you do got to, you know, the Irish boys are big, hefty boys. But yeah, but his tackling is superb as well. He, he's got an all-round game, and you know, I think I, I think Tompkins is a very good player. Um, he, you know, he's like a, a bull to a red flag, and and he gets stuck in like. Um, I don't but think it'll be he... a tough decision, but. I, I... Hmm. Tompkins isn't isn't exactly a massive player, is he? No, he's not. So, yeah, be interesting. But you're outvoted three to one on that one, Car. So Tompkins is is in there. Uh, And then we've just got fullback. And then you guys went for Liam Williams, and I went for half penny just because of his kick. Uh, I just think having Liam Williams isn't a kicker. If Bigger's off form, and doesn't, you know, and he needs to hand that over to someone. Who's he going to hand it over to? Which is what Gatlin's done in the past. He's always had two kickers on the field. So that's why I've gone for half penny. But we're outvoted on that one. So Liam Williams, Scarlet's reject is uh, is is in a fullback for that one. So then we go into subs, and this is where it gets really tasty because I couldn't actually work out how many we've agreed on in some. So we've all pretty much agreed on Bradley Roberts as hooker. Uh, now that mm-hmm. Dewey Lake is injured. So, yeah. And then props. Depending on who we've put in on, the, uh, uh, on for the main team, that kind of pretty much swaps with who we've got on the bench. Um, and then we add in Leon Brown. Because uh, we all agreed on Thomas Francis and then Leon Brown to cover for him, and then if you had uh, if you had Gareth Thomas on the pitch, you got Leon Brown on the bench. I and mean, if you had uh, if you had Reece Carey uh, or Gareth Thomas, so they kind of swap. Second row is the only place where we really differed. So Carwin and Jamie both got Alan Jones. Yeah. Now, this is what I really struggled with, and I said this to you with a WhatsApp group. I wanted to put Chris Chunzer in my Wales 23, because I think he's a massive talent. And I was listening to um, BBC's Rugby Union Daily, and he interviewed Gatland, and they said, who's the player to look out for? And he said, Chris Chunzer. So that tells me that he's probably going to get a fair bit of game time in this tournament. The problem is, who do you take out for him to go in? Because, you know, Reese Davis, I think, has been brilliant for the Ospreys, and I would have him in my start at 15. Do you do the unthinkable and leave out Anuin Jones completely? That's the issue I got. And I don't know if Gatland is ready to completely ax him, you know, completely turn his him away from the from the start from the match day twenty-three yet. I just don't know if he's willing to do that. He may be, I don't know. But that's the struggle for me at the moment, is where does he fit in? But they have got the safe option and gone for Alwyn Jones. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think Gatlin said, didn't he? He said people like Alwyn Jones and Bigger and Webb are there. As, they, they won't be featuring a lot, but they'll be, you know, high-impact kind of players, is, is I think how we called them. You know, they're... they're yeah. Um, you know, with Ken being a hooker, when he comes off, 
uh, at some point because he will. You know, that's the nature yeah. of being a hooker. And then you're looking, right, who are your leaders and who's your captain? So let's assume Dan Bigger is still on the pitch. Okay, there's there's your, your replacement captain. But then, you know, would you want to take Ken off and bring Alan Wynne Jones on and just go, okay, here's your here's your leadership now, sort of a thing, isn't it? Mm. So yeah. So we're split fifty fifty over that. We're split uh you guys have gone Alan Wynne Jones and me and Reese have gone Shunza. So that's a bit of a who knows what will happen on that one. And uh, you know, I've got Shunza as mainly as back row cover. Um, and then yeah. I've got Reese Davis on the bench, and you guys have got Tommy Reffel and Tipperick on the bench. So it's yeah, we're we're pretty much all there or thereabouts with everything. Um, on that, I think the only place we differ um, is really covering in in the backs with um, we've got Owen Williams and Mason Grady. So who's that, Carwin? You've gone. You put. Ted, if you put Teddy Williams as Thomas well, Williams, Thomas Williams. Oh, I was going to say, well, yeah. Well, that was all you shocked me then, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so we're all pretty much um, agreeing. And the only place we're different is I've, I've put Patchell in as my cover on the back. I put Hardy in as cover instead of um, uh, Reese Webb just because his kicking game. I'm. I would, as a scarlet, I wouldn't be that bothered if he left. Um, if he went to the the dragons or somewhere to try and find a spark of the form, because I just I don't see it with us. But when he kicks, he's pretty, he's pretty bloody accurate, um, and that's why I put him there. And again, I put Reese Patchell there because when he kicks, it just seems to fly. Um, so then, in fairness to Ward, you know he's he's okay for Wales, isn't he? I know he's yeah. been off the ball for the scars, but he, he always seems to do well in a Wales shirt. Yeah, in fairness yeah. to him. Yeah, and that's that's why if he went to it, like dragons are missing a an out and out nine to if um, what's his name gets injured, who's just come back from injury. Well, we got Gonzalo out, don't we? Uh, well, Rodri's come back now. Yeah, well, he's better than Lewis Jones today. Yeah, so if you yeah, want to do a swap, I mean. you you can have Lewis Jones, and we'll have Kevin Hardy. That'd be great. Let's do no, that. We, <laughs> we, got, we got two boys. We got two scrum halves in the world's twenties. So um, yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> so that's kind of our our team. What kind of a game are we expecting on Saturday? Tight attritional one as it always is against Ireland. Yeah, big battle, big battle up front. Yeah, smashing it up. It's not going to be the most exciting game, is it? <laughs> don't care as long as we win. As long as we've got a really strong defence, so we're really aggressive up in their faces, really trying to disrupt everything that they do. Same thing that an Irish game then. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've got a front up now. We've got a front up now. We yeah. got to match them physically because Ireland are a very physical team and they got a strong pack. Um, so yeah, we have got a front up because you say absolutely to have any sort right. of chance. Predictions, boys. Mm. I hate well, predictions because uh... yeah, you always <laughs> fuck them up. Shall I go first? Shall I go first? Yeah, go on and you go first. Because I'm always optimistic when it comes to Wales. How smiley is he? Smiling away there. Why are you so happy? <laughs> he's just well, finished I'm his, happy. 
what I'm going to ask is, is happy. <laughs> how much of the bottle have you got left, Carwin? Oh, it's gone. The... So uh... <laughs> that's why you smiling. Which one? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, Joe, because I'm going to the game, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, first time back now in a couple of years. Wales 23, Ireland 19. Oh. Okay. Oh, are, we going with, are we going with specific score um, forecasts, are we? Is that what we're going to do? This yeah, why not? No, why not? I don't want yeah. to do that. Yeah, come oh, on, James. No, live, I don't like specific scores. Live life dangerously, man. Go for it. Oh, okay, sorry. Carwin 23, 19. Reese, let's let's give Jamie a couple of seconds to kind of think about what the score is actually going to be. You make something up off the top of your head, so then off you go. <laughs> <laughs> My level of game in this yeah. um, <laughs> I'm going to say I, I reckon it'll be close, and I um, reckon Ireland might pick first. Uh, so I'm going to say seventeen fourteen Ireland. Sorry, Carrie, I you shaking your head. <laughs> <laughs> 1714, yeah. 1714, okay. And, and, and Reese is officially on the gin and tonic now. <laughs> that big yep, bottle yep, of beer is yep, gone. Yep. I'm on holiday, boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jane, what about you, mate? Well, we are underdogs for this game, it's fair yep. to say. But I, I tell you what, I would not be surprised if we did them. I would not. I know they're the best team in the world right now, going to the Rankings. They're a very good team. But I would not be surprised, you know, this is Cardiff, Prince Party Stadium. It's a full house, great occasion. You know, we could turn them over. I could see it happening. But unfortunately, it is one of those head versus heart situations. You know, my heart says Wales, but my head says Ireland. So I am going to go for a narrow Ireland win. Um, I'll probably go for something like 28-25 to Ireland. See, for me, that's quite high scoring. It is high scoring, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm going something like 15-12 to to Okay, I... I've changed. You're right. It is twice. I'm going to change it. I'm going to go 2017 to Ireland. Okay, 2017, and I'll go 15, yeah. 12, 15 okay. 12 to Ireland. Just because. Say it's... So, folks, you've heard it here first. All the teams from the uh, European Challenge Cup supporters are going for an Ireland uh, win. However, the Ospreys in the Champions Cup has gone for a Wales win. <laughs> I uh, see how you're the right, only one fin to right. this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it's got absolutely nothing, nothing to do with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely nothing to do with Wales Island. Ospreys win a chance. But never mind. You had to get it in, didn't you? Yeah, you you, I did. You carry on. Completely irrelevant, but never mind. Oh, right. It's coming. It's coming. Cool. <laughs> right, so to finish up tonight then, gents, to, to, to finish up one... We're we're gonna put on our social media a um fantasy uh, rugby group uh, fantasy rugby league thing, and we'll try and keep track of of who's playing. And I'll be fair, last year I was in the the autumn internationals. We tried doing it between the four of us, and we couldn't manage it between the four of us. <laughs> so the chances of us being able to do this really really well. If anybody else joins, is is remote, but um, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll give it a go and we'll enjoy it, whichever way round we go. Yeah. And then the second bit. So I was thinking earlier that normally BBC Wells, like they start it tonight. They usually start it after Scrum Five before the um, before the first game, but they've usually got a song. They've usually got like a a song that will go like through the Six Nations. Yeah. And I haven't heard one this year. So 
my my question to our listeners and to all of our social media followers is we need to find a song that kind of sums up Welsh rugby as a whole. <laughs> that's so with all with all the crap stuff, with all the shit stuff that's going on, and then still going, yeah, I think we're going to win. Yeah, I think we're going to do really, really well. So we need something to to sum that up. So we'll put that out on social media when we when we put the podcasts out, and uh, if we can, I'll I'll. I'll play it in the uh, in next week's podcast just because that sounds like something something good to do. Are we done, gents? Are we? Are we, I think we done? Else? I, I think so. so. Yeah. I think so. Well done, lads. Well, yeah. That's been a long <laughs> old stretch tonight, has <laughs> not it? Oh. Reese, enjoy the rest of your holiday in the sun when you're back. Hey, yeah. good, lads. Uh, back on Saturday, but be back for the game. Yeah. Oh, happy days. You going? Uh, Say again, sorry? No, no, we're not going to watch no. you. Uh, either in the pub or the house. So. Yeah, you're going to the house. I am. I am. Half a stand start. Jamie, are you oh. going to the game? No, I'm going to go to the pub. That's where I'm going to go. Cool. Yeah. And uh, I'll probably be watching uh, reruns of Death in Paradise. So, on that oh, note, James... <laughs> 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 on that note been a pleasure as always and I shall catch up with you all once again next week all the best boys enjoy your rugby nice lads all the best thank you for listening to this week's show we hope you enjoyed it enough to come back next week and listen again so please do subscribe rate and review the pod as it really helps us on most of the platforms that we appear on you can keep the conversation going on twitter and facebook by searching for us or rap w-r-r-a-p or you can email us on welsh regional rugby pod at gmail.com we'll be back next week to do some more of the same we hope you'll come and enjoy us and in the meantime enjoy your rugby sports social podcast network